So if you stay long enough, Noel will start painting you. <laughs> and uh, I think it will take him a lot longer than uh, five months because, thank God, we had a full house, a pretty close to full house tonight. Thank you very much indeed, all of you, for coming here. In case you don't know who I am, Emma Marley. My blog, EmmaMarley.com. Twitter, at EmmaMarley. And if there's an emergency, the code for the toilet is 1908. <laughs> Very important to know these things. From the commencement or from the beginning, I want to acknowledge a number of institutions uh, and uh, authorities here who supported us in the execution of this venture. The Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, the IFI, who very kindly facilitated this uh, screening tonight, uh, took us by surprise, but we're very, very grateful uh, to all of you for your uh, facilities and for your support. Uh, the Oroctus and the Oroctus Television, and uh, I wouldn't mind asking Donica McKeown to stand up for a moment. Donica, where are you? Donica is uh, the very person with whom we spoke firstly in Oroctus Television when we went to him and put this proposal to him. So, Donica, in a word, why did you buy into this? Because uh, I couldn't get you and Michael out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down now, that's okay, that's okay. But in essence, what was it that you found attractive about the proposition? Um, I thought, it was, I thought it, was a, it was a really unusual idea. I thought it was something that, uh, it was a project that when we first thought about it hung on a couple of things. The main one being that the members would have to buy input. Um, after that then, it was going to be to the, to, to the talent of Noel uh, to bring it out on the canvas and the talent of Declan to capture that with his crew. And I think, I think both of them did that. But if the members didn't buy in, no matter how good an artist you are, how good a director you are, how good an interviewer you are, you don't have anything to paint or to film or to talk to. Thank you very much indeed. And that's my cue for thanking. That's my cue for thanking or to thank all the members of the Oroctus uh, who came into the studio, with the exception of one person who decided not to. Everybody was invited to come into the studio to Jimmy Gary's studio. And the, the studio is literally opposite the, the Rock Leinster House, so it was very fortuitous from that point of view. So people could come and go very easily. And uh, I'm grateful for this audience, for you coming here tonight to see what's going on. I also met, want to mention David Gray, who was the film editor who did all the editing of the film. And David, if you're here, just stand up for a moment. There you are. Thank you very much indeed for doing a fine job. I should mention... My little son, of course, he was the producer, as you can see, of this particular uh, film. So thank you, Michael. And remember, he had to persuade Cajol, over 50 women, uh, to come into that studio. So that says something about his charm, I think. Um, now, the background to this, uh, you might wonder from where this idea came. Countess Markovic was of some interest to us uh, as, as a company. My son and I run the company, Emma and, Ma Emma and Michael Malley Productions. And we were playing around with ideas. What could we do to, to mark uh, the election of Countess Markovic uh, to the first doll 100 years ago? And she was always also elected to Westminster at the time. And 
we were playing with these ideas, and then we came up with the two ideas of a documentary and a portrait. And we commissioned Noel to do the portrait, and uh, everything followed on from there. So that's the background. Then we hired Declan McGrath then as a director with very considerable experience, Richard, Richard Kendrick as the cameraman and his crew, and off we went. And that proje project then got on the way and took some five months to complete. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to informalize this. I'm going to throw a few questions around. I'm going to ask uh, Minister Sapone uh, to uh, give us a feel for the film, what she thinks about the film. And then I'll ask Frances Fitzgerald, a former minister, about her experience, very strong about the role of women in politics and uh, indicating that her campaign hasn't ended. So what, what, what was your reaction to the film, uh, Catherine? I just thought it was extraordinary, um, Eamon, and to congratulate really you and your team. Um, it was such a beautiful piece of creativity about something that's unfinished. And actually, I was thinking of that because when Noel came into the um, uh, to Leinster House recently, um, and we met him, and there was some uh, photography going on of, of the piece itself, um, I, it was my first opportunity to ask you about the drippings <laughs> at the bottom of the painting. Like, you know, I, I figured that wasn't a mistake, but at the same time, I didn't understand it. And, and you spoke about maybe the unfinished aspect of the painting uh, and the project. And, and it, it's, it's, it's such a, um, I really am deeply moved. I'm deeply moved by the creativity. I also think what you captured so beautifully uh, is the strength of every uh, woman who participated in the project, uh, even, you know, those, yeah, in whatever way we saw them on the film, whether they spoke or, or um, wh whether you, you photographed them or you're painting them. Um, I, and as I said to Francis when we were watching it, I, I you know, I just deeply um, impressed with Noel's um, ability to do that uh, as well, the, the challenge that it is. And the other thing, what may I say, is that um, you're representing 53 incredible women it's just wonderful to work with them. But it does also demonstrate that we also need allies and men who support that. And I think your project uh, is, is helping us to do that move forward. Francis, <coughs> have you any sense of a little bit of resentment among those you deemed at one stage stale, pale, and gray, <laughs> and male? I think it's a bit hard on men sometimes when you hear those kind of descriptions of all right, because it is a, you know, it's, it's a moment in history, really. It's, it's, our, it's, what, it's the way our parliament has evolved. But I think the important point is, and, you know, what, making the painting, seeing the history of that painting, what, you know, what it just brings, to, you know, so strikingly home is, is to me, really, even though there's so many women in the portrait, seems like there's lots of women. But then you think of the broader picture and you think it's 22%. So you'd need to see the, the picture with all of the men and then of the women to really get the real story. Um, and no, I don't. I mean, I, I think that there is... I, I think it is difficult for some of the men who are there to see the increasing numbers of women coming in. And I think it'll get more challenging because it is a very competitive business. Um, and, uh, but I don't, I, I, you, know, you don't get a sense of resentment. In fact, I think where we're at now is an awareness that politics needs women. I actually think politics needs women to survive. Uh, to, to grow, to develop, to be, to be more responsive to the issues out there. Uh, and I suppose my reaction watching it was very... I felt very touched by it because um, I felt quite emotional watching it there towards the end because 
I thought it's about those individual stories because every woman, we don't even know one another necessarily that well, the 53 women. And it's that sort of personal sense that everybody's been on such a journey and uh, just showing the, the different personalities is lovely. Thank you, Francis. Journey is the very key word to introduce you, Noah. What sort of a journey was it? How scary was it? The painting... The painting process isn't uh, the painting process is not scary itself. I mean that's something I do, but the difficulty was actually making a work in context that had uh, some meaning outside of the studio. With the painting being in the Oireachtas, took on a new life. Now it's about the 53 people in the picture owning that picture. So it is. But it was recently said to me that politicians need artists to humanise them. Because politicians live in fear. So it was bringing that kind of element to that. But like you were saying, Francis, it was about overcrowding the painting so it didn't feel like 22%. Yeah. So it felt like 100%. Yeah. Noel, did it occur to you how much you scared the living wits out of us? You disappeared to Italy over Christmas. You disappeared for long periods. We couldn't find you. We... Approached your house, we were close to breaking down the door, and you came out in your dressing gown at half four in the afternoon. And he told my son, Don't you ever do, 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 turn up at this door again. <clears throat> Did you ever fear you wouldn't carry it through, that you wouldn't meet the deadline? That should have been the documentary. <laughs> Do you know that until Noel walked through that door tonight, we had the clue whether he was going to turn up. <laughs> My son has been to the house today. The phone has burned over and over again. Your man sitting watching the phone, we suspect, but doesn't answer it. But he turned up. And for that we're great. Was there anybody in particular you didn't like painting? <laughs> Did you consider giving Markovic a gun at any stage? Yes, but you see, I mean... Did you funk it? I can't draw guns. So... I'm glad. But that's only a rumour. I'm glad. Yeah. Declan, the director, you had the headache of coping with 50 women coming into the studio, dealing with a very egotistical artist, <laughs> dealing with a modest, shy, retiring presenter. How challenging was it? Um, I suppose anything, like the, the nature of filmmaking is kind of challenges and working with constraints. So I suppose, yeah, it was one issue to have so many characters in the film and they all had to be present in some way or another yet they all couldn't be you know on, on for three or four minutes so i'm deli delighted to hear uh that francis and catherine think that we succeeded in giving everybody that kind of presence um i was great i, I really enjoyed like I, and i suppose it was to get the essence of the painting process and and what Eamon was going and doing and asking getting a little bit of the character of these people so really what we what we were doing was observing and uh, 
I, I kind of enjoyed seeing Noel because he's really working on. They're very. It's it's like painting is like filmmaking because you've got you've got a similar set of constraints. You've got a canvas. You've got to fit everybody in, and you you know you've you've got to balance all the different things. Um, but yeah, I think we did. I mean, one of the big things we made or decisions that I thought you know chatting with the crew is would be like which could have totally failed. Um, and in this, you kind of get the backing of it. Like, Rockdust TV and Donica McKeown are very good, and that we'd make something like that was slightly arty in and of itself, in the sense that in a normal TV programme, on a, a normal channel, if you went and said to them, we're going to stick the viewer in a room for an hour, you would be told to walk out the door. There's no way they'd allow you to do that. Um, but we just thought it would be interesting to be with Noel um, in, in, in that process and in that space, just where all the women were, and in his kind of head and in his creative process. And to keep you there, and even if that was a bit hard to be in that room, which is hard for us because we have to try and make it as varied as we can in just one space, uh, that we would do that. And I think that kind of worked. And we're very lucky actually with Noel because not many. Uh, Are we? Well, in the sense, Eamon, that not, you, you know this, very few artists will let you in on their creative process because part of the thing is trying to keep it mysterious and secret. Thank you. Um, I just before going to the floor, you may well have some questions, sir. But I just wanted to ask uh, Francis and uh, and Minister Sapone, um, what was it like walking in there? Like, had you any concept or pre-notion of what the hell was ahead of you when you walked in there, meeting this gang, a man poised with a brush and another guy with a, a camera in your face and a microphone? What was it like for you people coming in there? Well, it was sort of an odd experience actually, because you were going in and. You knew there was painting to be done, but then you were also being interviewed and you were being videoed as well. And there was a, a cast of a couple of people, you know, along the banisters and up the stairs. And uh, it was just to get the setting. But it was, it was interesting how quickly you, you just kind of relaxed into it. And I, I suppose I was coming at this, as I imagine most of the women in, in the Dáil and the Senate would have been, that, you know, it was so great to capture the lives of the 53 women who are in there. I mean, it, it is such an honour to do it. And it, it's so important that we do note, you know, the women who are there, the numbers, the, that we have a consciousness about it. And this is a great part of that. Thank you. If you just pull the microphone closer oh, to you. Sorry, yes. uh, I remember when, when Minister Sapone walked in, and you remember I call her Sapone because I'm a yeah. European. She's Sapone, uh, but Sapone Italian. That's why I call her Sapone. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but the interesting thing is, I recall so vividly her spontaneous, rea spontaneous reaction when she walked in and she saw what was going on. She spoke of the poetical environment, recording, art in this beautiful studio. Just give us a sense of your reaction. Yes, uh, you know, because as I, before I entered, I felt I was a bit intimidated. I didn't know what was going on at the same time, excited to be participating in it, as Francis said. But again, maybe it's because being originally American, just walking into that Georgian home with all these kind of other paintings strewn aside, and here was this man, this uh, this uh, this artist, and there were you, Eamon, as well, and and you know you were just creating an artistic environment with which to do a beautiful piece, and it's just so at the heart of what it means to be Irish, I think. And may I say too, and I think you know, as Francis is emphasizing, twenty-two percent, yes, absolutely. I think is it true, Francis, or any of the women here? I think it's the only oil of women on the walls of the of, of, of apart Leinster House, for, apart, apart from, from apart from Markievicz, which yes, the women it's the from only the it's the, the only Gallery. one exactly. So Gallery. that is spectacular, and it's wonderful to be. Thank you very much. I just want to remind you that Oroctus TV will 
uh, be broadcasting uh, this particular film fairly shortly. I don't have a specific date for that. Maybe Donica will be able to advise us at a later stage, but we're very delighted about that, and uh, we hope that <coughs> the wings of the film will, will spread and spread and spread. Now, I want to just conclude by opening up the floor to you all, and I'm very glad to say I have an awful lot of my family here tonight, my wife Detta and, all, and my extended members of my family, and I'm glad there are a lot of other family members here of members of the Oroctus, etc. So, any questions? Uh, feel free. Just, yes, name please, name please. I can't hear you at all, name please. Stand up please. Will you stand up please? I'm Martina Lee, Thank you. and I just want to ask a question. You said one person didn't sit. Had she a particular reason, or was it just inconvenient? Everybody was invited to come to the studio. The lady in question chose not to come to the studio. She behaved very graciously. She, she didn't want to sit, and that was her prerogative, and we left her at that. <laughs> but we painted her. <laughs> yes, my lady. Name, please. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. I think it's absolutely super, uh, a wonderful film and a great project. And it was wonderful the way you captured the process, which we don't get to see very much of creating art, most of the process anyway. Um, so my, my question or point is to the politicians really, gender equality isn't just about a numbers game. So what else would need to change uh, for real equality to happen? Quickly, quickly, Minister. <laughs> um. You're right. I don't think it's just about numbers. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've been working on uh, this this term is to to create more family-friendly working hours. And you know, we were succeeding initially, but I, I think we've kind of fell behind on that in relation to when we vote, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a really critical aspect, as well as providing uh, childcare actually on campus. That's another critical aspect, certainly for women. So there's a lot of different supports. But above all, um, and I think this is actually present in my experience, is the solidarity and the support that women have for each other. And I think that was expressed in the film. Francis? Well, the, the agenda is very unfinished. Uh, we're at a very early stage. Um, I think when I started 25 years ago, I thought things would change much quicker. So I, I think it's not just about numbers, but critical mass really matters. Uh, and the evidence we have internationally is when you have more women and men working together in Parliament, the actual topics that you discuss, the way you discuss them changes. So the broader range of social issues, for example, that mix of social and economic, which we're seeing in the general public in Ireland, in the abortion referendum and marriage equality, we're seeing it. Um, you get that more reflective then, uh, reflected in your, in, in your politics. And I don't think we're seeing that uh, enough yet, that kind of initiative, that kind of broad sweep. Uh, and I think that's what you get when you get uh, that better mix. Thank you. Males are allowed to ask questions. So if there are any males here who would like to question, don't be intimidated. Yes, sir, what's your name? You're on. Uh, hello, my <coughs> name is Mike. It's not a question, it's actually a suggestion. I think it would be a wonderful thing if a copy of that painting could be in every school in the country, perhaps to inspire future generations. Maybe a minister has something you could do. If it, were, if, it were, if it were practical, I think it would be a good idea. Fantastic idea. <laughs> Anybody else with a question? Yes. Bill. Yes, Bill. Bill Nolan. Yes, Bill. Hey, would you stand up, Bill, please? Thank you very much indeed. Bill was a former diplomat and worked in Africa. He was responsible for the allocation of funds, uh, Irish government well, funds across Africa. No. <laughs> I get permission from an Arab man. And as a carry man, I get permission from an Arab man to speak. 
Don't you cry our one in a row bill, come on. <laughs> okay, now this is a technical question, so it's directed at the artist. I'm just intrigued by the fact, as far as I can see, uh, there are three staring directly at the viewer. And there the three are more, they're pretty much in the center of the, of the painting. A part that is from the Countess right up to the top, the portrait of the Countess. Was that for technical or artistic reasons? Or yes. was it just, is that the way it happened? No, no, it's, it was considered. Um, you couldn't have 53 people looking out of the picture. Yes, I know that, but the, the, three, the three that seem to me to be looking directly at us are actually sitting adjacent to each other. Yes, um, some of it's slightly vague that more could be actually looking out. But the, the, the looking out is really done from the centre. Okay. So it but it's more, um, it's a, a difference between a narrative pain and a, a psychological pain. And it was trying to create that balance between the two. And not all sitters can look out towards the viewer. Same as in photography, some look away. Oh my so it was creating that balance. Some politicians are much stronger than others. And that kind of role went to them. But that was more of a, it was a personal artistic choice, as well as getting to know the sitter slightly. Donica, did you want to ask something? No, I was just saying, I was just saying. Okay, uh, anyone else want to ask a question? Yes, yes, Bobby. Oh, Anthony, sorry. Sorry, you're delighted to. No, it was brother says Yes, yeah. Just on behalf of the Valley family and my brother Raymond, I would like to congratulate him and Michael and the team on the fantastic work. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Anyone else wants to make, make an observation? Yes, ma'am. Uh, this is a question for Francis Fitzgerald. Yes. Uh, could you expand on what you meant when you said politics wouldn't survive unless it becomes more female? Because I, you know, it's a very strong personal view I have that the, the qualities uh, that women bring uh, you know, without being reductionist, as I think it was Ivana said in the in the, um, in, in the discussion, I think they're needed in politics in the same way that we see those qualities are needed in business now. Uh, we see a less hierarchical approach, probably less adversarial, uh, probably more uh, collaborative. Uh, I think if you look at the history, uh, not just of Irish politics, but the, the history of politics generally, those tend to be the characteristics. And if, again, if you go back to recent, you know, campaigns in Ireland, uh, that have been more, uh, many of them, you know, both women and men involved. But clearly, those kind of characteristics, I think, are needed in politics because I think people are turned off by a lot of what they see in politics. Uh, and I do think it's a bit like the church. Um, if the church could recognise how much women are the future if they choose to engage and involve, work with women, uh, because women can be and are very often so committed to the church, I think it's the same in politics. I, I just think that it is... Uh, the salvation, probably, of politics in many ways is in dealing with this challenge and this issue. Thank you. We have another distinguished artist in our midst tonight, Mr. Robert Bala. Oh. Mr. Bala, may I ask you, <coughs> could you have done better? <coughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne. Simple answer. Takes me about four to six months to paint a single portrait. <laughs> if I had received this commission, it would have taken 15 years. So I congratulate Noel for doing it. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. 